When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Rap Podcast, the place for fans of Welsh regional rugby to join together, discuss last week's game, chat about the important issues, and more importantly, hurl abuse at each other's teams. You can contact the show by email at welshregionalrugbypod at gmail.com. So let's get on with it, shall we? So good evening and welcome to this week's rap podcast, as you may or may not guess, and I'm sure one or two of us will mention it as we go along. Uh, East Wales had a particularly good weekend last weekend, and uh, I'm fairly sure that the boys will be reminding us in a very calm, controlled and dignified manner as we progress through the evening. Two minutes uh, each. Yeah, two minutes each. So, uh, good evening, gents. I got Jamie, Reese, and Carwin with me again this evening. How are we, gents? Hello. Very well, Very well. <laughs> see, now, no, you can see, you can tell already, because normally <laughs> when, when we do the hello and welcome, Reese is very like, yeah, hi, yeah, okay, good, yeah. And this week, he's like, yes, this is it, I'm ready. <laughs> I've got this lined up, I've got the poppers, I've got the fireworks, I've got the whole lot ready to go. So um, before we get into the into the interesting bits, what's, what, what's your drinks of the week? Uh, got, what have we got going this week, boys? Who's going first on that one? Go on, I've got a, a red, nice glass of red wine here, going down smoothly. Only the one, because I'm working tomorrow. But it's, uh, it's very nice, very smooth. Is it expensive? Is it like mate, more it's, from the co- it's from the co-op, mate? <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you been just hanging around the co-op waiting for Cardiff players all week? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to come back. <laughs> Hello, it, is, it is French. It's French, I think. I'm not going to get up and have a look. I think it's French. <laughs> okay. Tastes French. So, Jamie, have you got something that's not in a pink tin this week? Yes, I got something nice and different this week. I got my favourite ale from my favourite band. It's The Trooper by Iron Maiden. You see that? Oh, oh I like that. Trooper. They did a beer. 
That's awesome. Yeah, it's been outrageous. Yeah. Are you made into their own beer called the Troopers? Very, very nice. This one is um, a limited edition one. This is the Day of the Dead because it's Halloween coming up in this. So, uh, it's you like that. Rock, yeah. oh, I like that. I like that. I, I do like my rock and metal, and Iron Maiden are my favorite band. And this is a very, very nice beer. So, uh, yeah, Iron Maiden, the Trooper. Very nice. This too. Nice, man. Nice. Wow. I, yeah. I've got home, and uh, I've got home from where I was. Um, uh, doing some stuff tonight and my wife is cooking my tea and has given me not one not two but four bottles of ale all different so i'm, I'm either in trouble and i'm going to find out soon or i've done something really good or she wants me to do something so i'm not sure which at the moment but one of the the, the one i have to share with you it's not the one i got i got a butty bach a y valley brewery one in the glass by you but i have to share with you this thomas watkins ale that i've got called blood's beer and on the back um, instead of saying like how you no know, hoppy and stuff like that it is, he said, Blodwen, Idris's younger sister, was fair of form and sweet of face. Her first job on leaving school was cockle picking. She proved to be the finest cockle picker in all of Wales. Unfortunately, <laughs> the rest of the team's productivity would fall to all time lows whenever Blod went to harvest nature's bounty. I didn't think you would like it. <laughs> <laughs> I was when I read that. Like, and you, if, for the sake of the listeners, it's got, um, well, a picture of a very happy-looking lady on the front. Uh, so that's a Thomas Watkin uh, beer, yes. Mine is a lot more boring than that. However, I will say, so, so this week I'm on a, uh, I'm on a very involved, um IPA this week, which is is it's a I can describe it as a traditional taste. It it's like the beer used to taste when I started drinking with my dad when I was about twelve. That's what it and it smells <laughs> like if you've ever woken up in a pub on a Sunday morning and it's got it's that smell. You know the one where you just kind of wake up yes. and go, how oh, the yeah. fuck did smell I end the up here? Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Hmm. But it's enough. And I tweeted it out earlier, and Velen Voyle tweeted me back. So, you know, I play my cards right there. I might have another couple next week. Okay, the crates coming. You never know. <laughs> hey, why didn't you get to sponsor the pod? Have a word of them. They can sponsor our pod. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I've got to start low. So you've got to start low and then build up. And then at some point, somebody will sponsor us all to do like beer of the week, and we can all just get rat assed at the start. <laughs> yeah. And let's just carry on. We won't care what we're talking about then. We've just got free beer. So, just, just to put it out, and I think I speak for all of us when we say we will accept free things from, <laughs> from different. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This is not no the BBC. Yeah. <laughs> we will happily try free products. That's absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely, man. We'll but, review them on the pod. On on that note, on that note about how we will happily um, uh, review things. So we had an email this week from a guy called David. Oh, I'm assuming as well. So I'm assuming he, he didn't say where he's from or anything. And and I'll paraphrase this right because it was a bit. I thought it was a bit of a fan mail to start with, which I thought great. This is lovely. So it was, love the pod. Listen to them all. Think it's great. And then he, a bit more other stuff. And then he finished off by saying. My only critical point is the amount of laughing on the show. Please stop laughing so much on the show. So my reply to David is plain and simple. He says, fuck off, Dave, because Jesus Christ, man, what, what, how the f- we're, we're having a laugh. That's what 
we're here for. Which, why would you try to stop people having a laugh on a on a pod? I just I haven't actually replied to him to say fuck off, but I just thought I'd no, do it. Please now. don't. <laughs> don't accept the mistress. Well he'll know when he listens to this, will he? But yeah, I thought of all the things to complain about, some people are laughing too much. So uh yeah. No, he's talking about you well, against you, me. You know, well, I you better I'll put myself on mute when I start laughing. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Yeah, I was kicked off Spotify. Christ's sake! I think I think people <laughs> got to catch up with the fact that we're, we're like, was it, um, like like four men who've, who've worked out a way of having a beer, talking about rugby, and otherwise go like, yeah, okay, you're doing a podcast. That's yeah, cool. You're, yeah. you're loving that. <laughs> you crack on. You crack on. <laughs> They go to work the yeah. next morning. They go, oh bless him! He did his podcast again last night, and he was ever so happy. Love him. He's got yeah, an yeah. interest now. Yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got a hobby. <laughs> he's got a hobby. <laughs> so oh. um, let's crack on with some because we've got important stuff to talk about at the end. So we'll talk about the, the 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 rugby stuff, and then we'll talk about Welsh squad, and more importantly, the Ginger Fifteen. Uh, okay, before, before we uh, just go into the the regions and, and the Wales men, first I just want to say good luck to the Welsh women team playing the Black Ferns this weekend in the quarterfinals. Yes, you know, absolutely. So you know we're the lowest ranked team, um, mm. but uh, they, they've done well. They've only become professional this year, and uh, and good luck to them. I really wish them all yeah, the best. Nothing yeah. to lose. Mm. Nothing to lose at all. You know, and they come back with their heads held high. Already, definitely. Um, yeah. It's so, just uh, it's yeah, a big, shame up, big up to the women out there. It's a shame, isn't it, that the, the, the timing of it, like the matches aren't later in the night over there or a bit a bit more kind of viewable times no. over here. If you know well, what I mean. So this they're playing half a seven. On, yeah, 7.30 yeah. Saturday morning. So this oh, one is watchable. So bad. Yeah, yeah, that is watchable. Yeah. So that's it? a good time. Yeah. yeah. Reese will be up there now with, with his better half there. He'll be up half a seven with the girls watching, I'm sure. For me. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, your wife being a Kiwi and all that. Oh, yeah. No, How's that going to go down, mate? Um, you, well, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this, this is how me and my wife, like, uh, for years, we, we watched um, Wales v um, Wales once together, uh, like a year after we first started going out together. And it was the match in 2004, was it? But we lost by a point. Do you remember Travis was like smashing the car at the ball and, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that? And then um, we argued intensely for the whole game. So so every game after that, we've been through most, because it's a special game for our family. Um, we, we've gone to mo- mo- majority of them with different group of friends in different parts of the stadium and met afterwards. And that seems to work better. And we're still married. So, <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta... well, I'll, I'll quickly share with you when I was dating my wife. Um, so we were living in London at the time and Wales were playing home games in Wembley. So we went to watch Wales All Blacks and she didn't really, she wanted the rugby at all. She didn't like it at all. And we were about three or four rows back. So we get there and I had nobody else to go with. So it was like, right, well, you come in, just sit there, smile for an hour, lovely jubbly. And then lining up for kickoff and Jonah Lomu is about 20 yards in front of us and she's like who's he that's that's that Jonah Lomu bloke that they keep talking about 
And she's like, he's got lovely legs, isn't he? And I'm like, you, you can't say they've got lovely legs, lovely bum. And I'm like, that's not what you say at a rugby match, love. And his arms as well, he's got beautiful skin, isn't he? And she spent the whole game looking at Joan Delumu's legs and arms and going, oh, hasn't he got wonderful skin? And, yes. and that was <laughs> that was the last time the wife came. It to made you game. feel great, there, didn't <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's John Deloma gone? He's he's the one scoring a try over there, love. So yeah. So anyway, on to on to games from the weekend. Should we start at the bottom and work our way upwards, and then kind of do it that way? Because okay, let's let's Go get. What I'm saying is, let's get the scarlets out of the way first of all. Tear that plaster off, Lee. Tear that plaster off. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell, man. It was... Actually, after the first half, I thought, okay, we got this. Because we, we looked pretty much in control in that first half. It was that that first one. Have you seen the replay of that first try? Fucker didn't touch a ball down. I didn't touch the ball down, did he? No. He, he, like he knocked it on, didn't he? Yeah, like yeah. The ball it goes to dive on it, it bounces up, it comes off its hand, it goes forward, and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah, I didn't see it at the time, you, you just yeah, just accepted it that that was going to be a try. And I think the night kind of went downhill from there, to be honest, because the second half, oh my god, if I'd have had a cat, I'd have kicked it up the arse so many times. It was just horrendous in that second half, because... I don't know, we just lost all sort of shape. We were trying to throw off loads and they were going forward. We couldn't catch a ball. We couldn't tackle. It was, oh, I, I felt for you, Jamie. I was, I was sitting there and I was going, this is what it's like to be a Dragon supporter for the last 12 yeah. months. You're learning, you're learning. Huh? <laughs> that, that's you like a man brawling over after a killer blow. Scarlet's fans were saying on Twitter, oh, our season's done, our season's finished. I'm like, yeah. Now, welcome to the world of a Dragons fan. That's what it's like. Deal with it. Dragons fans <laughs> like you lucky to make it past the end of September. <laughs> <laughs> welcome no, to I, our world. Yeah. I just said, I think the bit that annoys me most about it is the reaction to fans. Like, we, we, we haven't been in this situation for, well, since I've been supporting, and that's been at least, what, 12, 13 years that I've been going to games now. And you know, we've never been in that situation where it's been quite that bad. But to turn around and start calling for Dwayne Peel's head is just... I think it's just a poor show. You know, I think if anything, when you're in, when you're in the doldrums like that, and you know, the, the reality is, is in the first four games we were competitive. You know, we, we could have easily come away with those... with wins in those four games with a couple of decisions that have gone our way. And yeah, but you that, didn't... Yeah, all right, smart ass. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> but the, the reality is, is we're not that far away from from being all right. So to call for the coach's head just seems a bit kind of um, not the way we should be doing things. It's, it's a bit of a, a panic, a bit of a panic reaction. How, so what I will say is that fucking pile drive where he picked him up and rammed his head into the floor. That was awful. That was red. That should have been. That was red. Yeah. Paul Boyle. Very lucky, lucky man, Paul Boyle. Very lucky. They said it was a high level of danger, wasn't it? High level of danger. They said it was a high level of danger. Like, hang on, mate. He just shoved his head into the fucking ground. Like, if that's not a high level of danger, I don't know what is. It was absolutely crazy. I thought he was the Undertaker, like, you know, it was just, uh, Yeah. yeah. But a couple like, of your other red cards were, were saying like 
well, isn't that very similar to what I did? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and but how can you give that as uh, so? Uh, who was offside? Who got given a, a yellow for offside? Um, oh, Dan Thomas. Dan Thomas had a, a yellow card for going offside, and this guy had a yellow card to exactly the same punishment for trying to break someone's neck. Yeah, yeah. How is that? So, but I was, I was by the end of the game, I'd even lost the will to scold the TMO. My boy was going, "You come on, Dad. The TMO should have been in there." And, and I, at the end of the game, I was just sitting there in the corner, going, "Don't care." It's just so. Do you, just, do you feel there's like a lack of consistency then for the referee, and or is it the referee and TMOs? It's just TMOs are a bag of shit. It's just that it's consistently poor every week. It, it and, was it was at the Cardiff game as well. Uh, the Stormers were, you know, I feel like I'm able to say this. Like you know, they were living <laughs> offside. I'll come to that later. But but yeah, but just to carry on your point about the poor level of refereeing, uh, yeah, it's across the board. I think yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's when it gets to that, it does feel like you know every game is you, you, we're now looking for something in every game. Do you know what I mean? And sure enough, something turns up. And I, I, I don't know how you break that. I don't know how you turn that well, around and you go... Again, you flip it out, you flip it around. It's also about discipline. You know, um, again, yeah. go go to the Ospreys Dragons game. You know, we had Beard sent off pulling down the ruck. Um, I sort of sent off here 10 minutes. And it's just, it's like the, this, the, that level. You know what you're doing. It's cynical. And good luck, 10 minutes. And mm. like that, those 10 minutes for the Ospreys, we had two players off. For me, it cost us the game. To be fair, though, right, going back to officially that, that Scarlet's game, I mean, the Scarlet's were on the end of some, you know, a couple of poor decisions, it's fair to say. But also, I do think you've got to recognise that Scarlet's really shit the bed of that second half. They yep. were absolutely <laughs> abysmal. I mean, going back to my favourite phrase, shit the bed. And they did, because look, it was, yep. it was 16-11 down half time. They had the wind on their backs. And I was thinking, they've only a score away now. You know, they needed a good start. They'll be in it. And they just completely imploded in our second half. Yeah. And that's, that's really worried. Was... Like, if I'm a Scarlet fan, I'd be really worried about that. You know, it is. Well, it was that we were trying to... We, you know, we, in, in the first half, we were quite controlled. And it was three, four, five phases. Mm. Connaught lived off our scraps and they lived off our mistakes. And then in the second half, we weren't even going two or three phases and we were trying to throw fancy passes and this, that and the other. And just nothing was working. And and this is where I think we miss Scott Williams to just go right down, calm this down a second. Let's just go back to doing what we're doing, and that's what's working. Let's just build some phases. But and and I don't think that John Davis is the right man to do that. He, he, lovely player. He actually had quite a decent game in the first half, and that's probably the first time he, we've been able to say that this season. But he just didn't. I don't know what it is. It just it, it doesn't. When, when he's on the pitch as captain, it, we we do seem to have this implosion perfection. And when Scott Williams is on the on the pitch, we just seem to be able to control the game a lot more. And that might just be coincidence or something. But I think with Scott Williams back, we we are a different side. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I think Foxy's best days are long behind him, if we're being honest, aren't we? I mean, he's, mm. he's been a terrific player. You know, he's a great servant of our rugby scouts and else, but I think now we have to accept he's just not the player he was. And that's age, and it catches up with everyone, you know? In, injury and age, that's it, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I'm in the same position. You know, I'm. I think I passed my best season last year. I think I might. Be... What was that? Your dancing season or, or your rugby season? Salsa's a bit off now. Yeah. <laughs> my timing is absolutely on point when it comes to salsa. It's better than it was when I was playing. I can oh, I'd love you. to see that. I would love to see it. I did hey. think the Scarlets looked nervous, like from from that first uh, the kickoff, like that was a what's the boy's name? I got it written out. Uh, Niall Murray, the the, the the first try, isn't it? Uh, charging down yeah. Hardy's uh, yeah. box kick sort of thing. And then Hardy looked really shaken after that for a big portion of time, right before he started to get going again a little bit, uh, you know. Um, but um, yeah, I, I I just thought uh, as a as a team, you look really nervous throughout, even though you started to claw it back because you got you have got quality players. Let's be honest, but but yeah, it looked like just shaky all the time, sort of thing. And mm-hmm. I guess that comes from like losing a few on the bounce, like, and that's not you know not me winding you up. That's that's the case, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Well, that's that's why this is this is my appeal now to Scarlet supporters for for this Friday. It's going to be our last game for a month, and then at the end of that month, we've got at least two games in South Africa. Are you home? Are um, you home to Leinster? Yeah. So we're well, at, at least you're not far to to go to commiserate. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang on! I'm just the iPad's about to die on me. Give me a second. So my my plea to to Scarlet's fans, my encouragement to Scarlet's fans on Friday is is to really just get down there and get behind the boys because we just. We just need to do something as fans. We need to take that responsibility as fans and go. Come on, let's. We're going to give it everything for one last go before um, before we have a, a month off, sort of thing. So, and also what I would say, if Cardiff can beat the Stormers, anything is possible. So mm. don't give up hope. And, you know, and nobody thought Cardiff were going to beat the Stormers today. Let's be honest. That no, was a huge shock. I didn't. You didn't. Literally well, my predictions did. carry on. Um, <laughs> I know. At least did. you were you were given free reign as to who you were allowed to fuck up your prediction for. I wasn't even allowed to predict that the Dragons were going to win last week. I was forbidden. still not either. No, but hang on now. Like, look, Cardiff beat Leinster last season, and still, what what happened? We haven't uh, had a consistent run like this in ages, and an away win at Scarlet. You know, as you know, we're two poor sides, yeah. you know, bashing away at each other that game. To be fair, but we, we, we still had an away win, which is like you know a plus for us. Then we went and beat the Dragons, and then we beat the Champions, and we had, we did that. You're building. Yeah, I think you're building that season. And we could all don't get me wrong. I, I've been supporting Cardiff long enough to know that this could all go south quickly. Um, however, <laughs> I, uh, I'm again, also quite it, optimist. I've been a Welsh rugby fan and Cardiff rugby fan for so many years. <laughs> as soon as game day comes, I'm like, yep, we can do this. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> winning, def- winning breeds confidence, you know. And I think Cardiff, like I said, they've got those games on the roll now. You know, they're not missing too many players to the Welsh squad, you know, and they're building. I think I think they'll do all right. Hmm. Let's move on to Cardiff and Stormers because you know I thought it was I genuinely thought it was a it was a good game. Yeah. I, I thought you were lucky to have a couple of Scarlet boys do the business for you, I'll be honest. But <laughs> oh, <I think> so. <laughs> no, I did. I thought I thought it was a good. It was an enjoyable game to watch, just because it was it a was... great game. And, and, and Stormers played their part. Like people say, oh, it was a poor Stormers. Like, like they scored. Two, we we went and scored a try. Then they scored two. 
Do you mean? Mm. They, yeah. they worked out that we've got no defence and every team, like any of your teams that want to play us and just have that driving wall off the, the line out on a, you know, 10 yards out from our line or five yards out from our line, it's probably, if it don't work, it's going to get you to the line. Do you mean? Because we don't seem to have any defence to that. And against a, a, you know, a pack with kicks off and the likes of him in it, they were just like driving through us and scored, I think, they scored three times from the drive. Well, four, well they, I don't know, but they had four tries, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah, scored five well, well, times to two. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So, so, so that's 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 something to be concerned about. Um, I, I just want to say that the the, the cap at Cardiff Arms Park was electric. I think there was less people than there was at the Dragons game, but it was absolutely bouncing. I think there was like six and a half thousand people there. Um, but you they just the proper got. Yeah, yeah, there was we were singing like the you know the the Welsh you know national hymns. Um, it was it was absolutely superb, and we were on the backs of the referees all the time because they, they just allowed allowed the stormers to live offside. Uh, you know, and and thank God, like uh, Reese Priestland had one of his cool head games uh, where he was able to sort of uh, notice that and recalibrate what he was doing. Uh, you know, uh, with his, uh, you know, crossfield kicks and stuff like that. Cabango showing his pace. Oh, my God. Like, we got a raft of young wings <laughs> coming through the ranks, haven't we? Like, you know, we got... He's rapid, isn't he? He's uh, rapid. Uh, Cabango, he's so rapid. And there was nobody there. And and that's 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 out of character, maybe, for the Stormers. Um, but, you know, you play what's in front of you. And um, Cardiff, on season for season, have not been able to sort of put those chances away before. So it was nice to see that. And what typified the game for me was um, it was a, a Stormers attack and Josh Turnbull ended up on the wing just catching hold. Uh, I can't remember the name of Stormers, but I never do, do I? But um, absolutely smashing him. Dylan Lewis went over the ball and, and grappled it and we were on the attack again. And they seem to. Um, I'm not no not casting aspersions. You know, I might be a little bit because I'm one-eyed supporter. But um, they, you know, a lot of our best players just started to walk off injured or stuff like that. Like Halla Hollow, that was a massive loss for us. Massive. Yeah. And we, we had Jeremy that was come on. And he, and then they were targeting our midfield uh, and getting you know a lot of field position uh, because they were, they were facing two boys basically against uh, an experienced Storms midfield. Um, it was a brilliant win, though. I mean, fair play. I, yeah, I really absolutely. don't want to give credit to Cardiff, but you asked. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's, let's look at the facts, right? Let's look at the facts. You saw all the injuries that Cardiff had, right? They, they didn't have Josh Adams, they didn't have Falato, they didn't have Beedy, didn't have Lilo, Summerhill, Jared Evans, Seb Davis, Dean Williams, etc. And then you looked at the Stormers, you know, and they had Franz Malvern, and they had, you know, what's his face, Dweeber, and the mighty Brock Harris on the bench kits off. I mean, when you looked at the teams before the game, you thought, God, if we're going to be in trouble, yeah? yeah. And I think it was a fantastic win. You know, when you yeah, look no, at the absolutely. respective strengths of the, the, the two lineups, how Cardiff did that. Fair play it was a cracking win. They played for each other. Fair, they well. absolutely yeah. played for each other. All the pack, all the backs, uh, you know, they were yeah. smashing some of those um, South they, Africans off the ball. They, they were hammering yeah. it. But I tell you what, the the South Africans are best at the breakdown for that clear out, though. I don't mean about the yeah, jacket, yeah. I mean about the clear out. They they hit every ruck and mall as if their like lives depended on it. Like it's like, oh like yeah, yeah. every but every time it happens. Reese Priestland, who you mentioned earlier, that was a kicking masterclass. I mean, 20 points yeah. from the boot. That is how remember I told about Jared Evans against yeah. the Lions? Mm. That is how you control a game. 
yeah. he was absolutely superb. And Jared Evans got a look at that and he got a yeah. from it because that is how you control again. But another player I was really impressed with yet again, Thomas Young. Huge moment in our match when he turned that held up over the line. Because I'm telling yeah. you, if, yeah. if Storm had scored that, I think they probably would have gone on to win it. And it was a fantastic tackle. Thomas Young was a top tackle as well. And, so and that's, another the level, brilliant... that's the level of effort in our defence at the moment sort of thing that is, yeah, has yeah. gone through each... That, that's yeah. been the scene, the strong scene through each of the three games that we've been successful in, isn't it? Like We started off with a defence and then gone from there uh, as opposed yeah. to trying to do it the other way around and just attack with Jared Evans all the time and then just yeah. crumbling defence. But you know, um, Dai Young, yeah, he talks I'm, about... I'm, I'm still excited, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Young talks about a lack of leaders, so didn't he? he? talked about it a couple of weeks ago, we haven't got many leaders in the team. But you have got Josh Turnbull, and that oh, guy... All those two games turned he has been, He's got to be one of Cardiff's best ever signings, because that guy, yeah. every single season, he's consistent, he's hard-working, yeah. he does all the dog work, he is fantastic, right. and yet right. again, right. another yeah. brilliant... He is a proper craft. I got so much time for Josh Turnbull. He's, he's, he's everywhere, continuously being strapped yeah. up, continuously like, oh, hang on a minute, getting up from things and what have you, and then going and knocking the He's a leader, he's old school, you know, and, and mm. there's no ears of graces, he gets stuck in, nope. there's a, 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 the hard graft, you know, and, and the guy's following him. You know, every team needs a Josh Turnbull on their side, that's why I think every team needs someone like a Josh Turnbull on their team. A yeah. good, solid club pro. And that's what he is. He's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Credit with you. Well done, Cardiff. I don't see that very often, but yeah. We are recording oh. that now, Jane. We are recording the fact that you said, well done, <laughs> Cardiff. Is there for You can't get away it. from it now. <laughs> uh, feel so, dirty now. <laughs> <clears throat> so, Cardiff have got... Yeah, absolutely, Ben. I would. <laughs> so, Cardiff have got Edinburgh. At home on Sunday yeah. now, yeah. so um, that's that's going to be a really interesting game, just just because so Scottish players, uh, Scottish national players are out, Welsh well, national players are out, and you know Edinburgh have been playing really really well up until now. So well, that's another South African team, really, isn't it? No, yeah. the Scottish guy. I mean, yeah, we, we all yeah, know but... the... <laughs> how many South Africans are in that Edinburgh team? You know, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty. Yeah, but, but they, they uh, have no. been playing really, really well. Um, some of the the um, breaks from the forwards has been, you know, absolutely cracking. So, and Darcy Graham's been on fire as well. I think. Yeah, but yeah, then he won't, been, he won't be there. Will he? he won't be there though. He won't be yeah, there. He won't be there. That's what I mean. See, I think. Yeah. yeah. The, the Cardiff <laughs> squad, the depleted, if you if you want to call it that, the depleted Cardiff squad. Will be stronger than the depleted Edinburgh squad, and cause... usually lose about uh, like seven or eight players uh, during this time of year. And I think uh, was it only five that we've lost uh, at this yeah. time? It's not like a, yeah, we haven't five, decimated yeah. this yeah. time. And you know, Jamie pointed out that we've got some cl- strong club boys there. Could have done with Willis Hollow Hollow in midfield. So I'm not sure how we're going to plug that gap, but. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be a tasty side, but I, we're three on the bounce and we're at home, so I'm I, and I'm scared to to call it because if I say like well, it's a kiss of death, man. Well, it's a little. I, I think I mean I'm impressed with Mason Grady and uh, Max Llewellyn's centre partnership. I think they could go on to do really good things, not just for club but for country. You know, I think that they both had great games with Cardiff. 
Well, I, I was uh, quite, certainly the future. I was quite surprised that Llewellyn wasn't in the squad. I really was. I think he'd been superb for Cardiff yeah. so far. And he, like we said last time, you know, he fills that gap that um, Johnny Williams, that, that straight straight line, straight run, 10 metres, give me the ball, I'll go 10 metres, give me the ball again, I'll go another 10. He, he, he's very much that kind of player. And um, when you're up against the likes of New Zealand and Argentina, you know, you need somebody that's going to make sure you go forward consistently. Um and Tompkins is a skillful player. I don't know if he's got that crash ball 10 metres in him. Do you know what I mean? What Llewellyn is bringing as well is he can be that because he's, he's a lump, isn't he? So he can give that go forward, but he's also quite a gliding runner and he picks some yeah. lovely angles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. When, when, when a good outside half can just uh, put him into space sort of thing, he picks some lovely uh, running angles as well. So he's not just, you know, yeah. Your barge into midfield sort of thing. He's, he's he's got a bit more to his game, and as he develops, I think he's gonna season upon season, it, uh, injuries permitting, because he's uh, up until now been quite injury prone. Um, will well, yeah, keep developing and getting better and better. Well, I think we're gonna have to move on to the Dragons Ospreys game for the simple reason that if we keep talking about Cardiff Stormers, Jamie's cheekbones are gonna start getting cramp because I haven't seen him smile that much. <laughs> in, in the four or five weeks that we've been doing it, you just you know if the if the wind changes, your face will stay like that. We'll, we'll be able to do a little smiling about it. Cardiff. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. I, I want to hear Carwin's take on it. Anyway, I want Carwin to uh, take it away. I want to get a loser's take on the game. So you can take this one away, Carwin, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was going to say congratulations if you can fuck off. Um, <laughs> no, but, no, but seriously, I fair play to the Dragons. They deserve the win in the end. I thought they showed great discipline. They were they played as a team. They all wanted to get over that line together, and they did. Um, all right, you know, our discipline let us down, but you had two yellows in the second half as well, and we could come back and draw. Towards the end, I was thinking, Christ, it's going to be a fair draw of the season for us. You know, um, but we, we had a, a Welsh front seven started there, you know, and we were getting smashed back, smashed back, Moriarty, uh, Wayne Wright, uh, and Keddy, I thought they had a superb all round game. Um, you know, Jack Morgan, I thought for the Ospreys, had a good game. He had some cracking tackles and there, some great jackals. Um, unlucky for uh, Dowie Lake, you know. Great young player, huge future. Um, but in fairness, like you know, you mentioned today in the chat, there, James, I think Bradley uh, Roberts, he's been totally deserved as a call up. You know, I was watching him, yeah, his arrows were, were top draw, you know, and he was around there. And he's a powerful boy, like he's not the biggest, but he's got he's explosive. He's hard as nails. I know he's small, yeah. but he is hard as nails, yeah. and he will carry well. He really does carry well. Mm. I think he'll. So I think he'll do really well for us. Um, but, you know, there, there was some cracking tries. A real diet. I thought he was fantastic. You know, um, I thought the Ospreys were looking a bit lost. Um, they were running out of ideas, you know. Yeah. Um, and again, for them, I think it was like like a similar for the Scarlets. It was like a bit of panic in there maybe going, you know, we've drawn the game, we've, lost, we've drawn two games, we've lost a couple, we have to win. Mm. You know, and we, and we came here with a strong team. You know, there was no excuses. We should have, should have put you to bed. 
and, and the yeah. Dragons outplay this. They they wanted it more. They played really well. And you know, hands up, they played some well deserved. Good luck and good luck for the rest of the season. Do you, um, thank you very much. Do you know the bit that made me laugh was um, so I was watching it on uh, uh, on the player the um, uh, Premier player, and somebody said on the the start of that. How come Reese Webb isn't in the Welsh squad? And <laughs> just oh, looked off. Oh, come on, come on. <laughs> it's like, well, here we go. But yeah, I, I, I thought the Dragons just outcompete. I thought Moriarty, like, he, he didn't have anything like amazingly fantastic, or anything, but the dog work that he got through was just phenomenal. And the bit I liked yeah. was. So he caught a, a kick or something, and he had like a good ten meter run, and and he was like pointing to somebody to stand there, like I like uh-huh. I might pass you, and you're going like, oh yeah, no way on God's you through the middle. <laughs> Anybody believes that Ross Moriarty is going to give that ball when he's got a chance to just. Go, go out. There's something wrong with that whole family, honest to God. <laughs> <laughs> do, you see, do you see him line him up as well? Like, do you know yeah. where every club's got the cycle, haven't they? Like, and Ross yeah. Murray Hattie is the club cycle. Like, oh, that, that run just typified the whole thing. Yeah. And it typified the whole effort of the Dragons. Like, the pack would just want to do eat <laughs> the Ospreys. Uh, yeah. 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 So, oh, I think no, the most important thing to say, though, the most important thing to say is, First of all, what a brilliant game of rugby because yeah. Welsh derbies can often be turgid and sterile. We saw that yeah. early in the season with I really enjoyed the game. It was yeah. a fantastic yeah. game. Whether you were a Dragons fan, Ospreys or neutral, it was a no, brilliant great. game. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> when George North scored after 30, uh, 37 seconds, I thought it, I think it was, I was thinking, uh-oh, Dragons are being Dragons <laughs> again. Here we go. But... Would have crumbled, their heads would have gone, they would have lost it. But what I really liked about this is we kept fighting, our heads didn't drop, you know, and we kept in the fight. And I'm really pleased how we fronted up and our physicality. And I thought Rowlands and Wainwright looked back to his best down Wainwright, you know, yeah. he's been out for a while and he, he was getting some brilliant life outs. And I thought he was superb. Bradley Roberts, again, I've spoken about him so much, I'm so pleased in the Wales team, I thought he was brilliant. And it was it was just a really really good performance, you know. And um, yeah, I mean, I am shocked at the result. I didn't see that coming. You know, the Australians were fully loaded. You know, they, all the, all they had missing was Keelan Giles. They were missing Myler. Um, they were missing Anscombe. They were fully loaded. They were jam packed full of internationals. Yeah. And um, it's just a really big result for us. It's huge. And we see we're coming up now this weekend. You know, it's this, um, this really important. We back it up. Yeah. This is my worry now. This weekend, you know, we're missing fourteen or thirteen now to the to the Wales setup, and we're playing a Connaught team that's probably missing two people or three to the Irish setup. Yeah. You know, and and their tails got... will be up as well, isn't it? Oh, Australian winger. Is, is he been chosen yeah. by Ireland? Yeah, he's an yeah. Irish team. Yeah. All oh, yeah. right. So, okay. That, lucky for you. Yeah. <laughs> he was. <laughs> <laughs> but a big that moment can. to that match, Carwin. No, a big moment to that match. We had two men sent off, so we, we were well under the cosh with about 75 minutes. So we had Elliot D sent off, and then we had Sean Lonsdale sent off, and Ospreys were pounding away, they were hammering. We were buckling. You won the penalty. Jack Walsh, who had a really good game, to be fair, he did have a good game, apart from this one moment, and when he missed touch, that was huge. That was How massive, because if he, if he finds touch... 
And I'm convinced our streets would have scored with a trade of the lane. Now, you were against 30 men at that point, right? Yeah. I think they probably might have gone on to sneak a win, let alone a draw. So it was, it was absolutely huge. And I saw our streets fans after the game saying, oh, we should have gone for three points. We shouldn't have put in a corner. It's like, no. It was the right decision because we were down to 13 men. So we well all you had to do is, the but, decision was fine. It was the execution that was wrong. But yeah. um, And then, and of course, Rio Dyer straight after. Yeah, the, uh, straight Dyer. after Honestly, he thought he was a fly half, you know, and he's trying to do this little pass over the top. Gee, he's a prop forward, for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? Yeah. Ospreys <laughs> looked more dangerous when they were actually attacking and throwing the ball about instead of when they were, like, picking a driver now 22 because you were not getting past the defence. Ospreys, you said, you know, they lacked ideas. I never once thought they were going to get over our defence over the trial. I was quite happy, actually, for the Ospreys to keep picking and driving and kicking the corner because they weren't getting anywhere. But when they started yeah. chucking the ball about... You know, they scored then, didn't they? Oh, Mark, and they took that quick drop goal. Excellent execution of that. What a drop how that can, was, a hell of a drop goal. Yeah, how can you do that and not find bloody I, touch? I know, I know, shocking. It didn't make sense. Shocking. It didn't but, make sense, but it was a brilliant finish for it. What a game. I absolutely loved it, not going to lie. But you've got to be, enjoy it. You've got to be fair to Walsh, because he's... How old is he now? He's good. 22. 21, 22. He's, he's still a young player, and you look yeah. at... You look at him and Costello coming through against each other. Do you know what I mean? And that's going to be, you know, that's going to be the, the the competition for the Welsh shirt in the next by the next World Cup. That's going to be the the, the competition for that outside half shirt, and that's yeah. just going to be fantastic because those yeah. two between them have got some real proper proper class talent, like you know, so, fly half play. Yeah. And apart from that, ever though, he was very, Hashtag. very good. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was, he was good. Fantastic. It was just that one really bad error. But I tell you, it was good for the Ospreys as well as George North. I mean, he looked hungry, didn't he? He was excellent. He did. He did. played George North, and you could tell Wales is uh, round the corner, can't you? <laughs> like uh, when you put in a, a performance <laughs> like that, you know. But um, I. But hopefully, his injury isn't George too North. bad. And it's just a niggle, and you know, hopefully, he will yes. be set for the Welsh team. Because um, so I'm really looking forward to that Wales All Blacks game. Well, really what was his injury? I, I didn't see him come off injury. I, I, like I think it's slight knee strain, nothing too much. So, yeah. so right, um, waxing him. Yeah. I thought somebody, somebody waxing might... him. <laughs> I thought Some somebody might have a good game. Yeah, excellent. Well, pick up these people. I still, I don't understand. Well, I probably do because of budget restraints, but I think Scarlett could really do with Steph, who's back at that midfield. Because again, going back to Josh Turnbull, he's one of those solid reliable club pros. He's not going to set the world alight, you know, you, but you're going to have him every week and he's going to perform. And I, I actually liked him in the midfield with Jack Nixon. I thought they worked really well. And I'm expecting if Seal Tomlinson does come back from injury against Zebra, they may have to put him out on the wing because he can't cover wing. I would actually keep Dixon and Steph who's in midfield because I liked how they played together. I also liked Sam Davis a fullback as well. That's something I need to think about perhaps. You know, I know they yeah. interchanged a few times <clears throat> with hand to hand, but I quite like the idea of you know, both Hanrahan and Sam having that sort of left and right kicking option, you know? Do you think Rio Dyer will be in the starting team a week Saturday? Uh, no, he, he's gone. He was, he was all set to praise you then as well. He was all set to you know, know. say how good Rio Dyer was, but he'll, he'll be back. I don't know. He, Rio Dyer's got a lot of, lot of guts and a lot of balls, isn't he? Like, like uh, that, that game against Munster onwards uh, and the, to, to the game against the Ospreys, he just doesn't care. I keep saying that, doesn't he? Like, but he's, a, mm. he's big, he's fast when he took, that, when he took oh. the interception and just like, 
the, the Osprey's winger wasn't catching him, was he? Like, isn't he? he was gone until you until you actually see him in the flesh. Until you see him in the flesh, right? You don't appreciate how fast. I know he looks fast on TV, but when you actually see him in the flesh, you realise how quick he is. He is very bloody quick and he's strong as well. And he's really good in the air. And Pivak did say this was one of the reasons why he selected him, just how good he is in the air. I think his aerial work has really improved and his defence as well. I mean, you know, he's not a finished article by any means. Don't get me he's wrong. But any- could, could he start against the All Blacks? I mean, that would be big, wouldn't it? That would be a massive, uh, you know, jump into the deep end. But if there's so many injuries, then, you know, and if you're old enough, you're good enough, then why not? But I, I do expect him to be involved against Georgia, for sure. Okay. Maybe Argentina. But if he start against uh, the All Blacks, I mean, that'd be huge. That'd be a huge moment for him. But uh, I'm just not sure. It depends on injuries and who's available, really, you know? No, absolutely. I always, always get like, I'm not sure what to do against these big sides, isn't it? You, you go for the experience, but you can't have the experience through the side, isn't it? You need that confidence because the, yeah. the problem with experience, isn't it, is they've experienced defeat to the All Blacks again and again, yeah. isn't it? You need some some players coming through that, you know, like Dyer, that looks at the man in front of was going, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to absolutely smash you, I'm going to run around you, I, do you know I mean? And, and even if he's wrong, you know, it, it gives you that edge, doesn't it? But it is worrying, though, isn't it? The amount of injuries now, the wheels are accumulating. I mean, you know, we don't know what's happening with Josh Adams. We don't know what's happening with George North, Talupe Falatau. I was reading Pivak's comments today. You know, he's giving them an extra week. I mean, if we lose those experienced players, I think we're going to be in deep, deep trouble. I really do, because that's a lot of coaching experience. You said about well, I said, well, Tipperick, Revel, Morgan. I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, do you reckon Tipperick could do a good job there? I think he's a bit lightweight, well, didn't he? He's fast. He's a. I think Morgan's played a few games in number eight this season. You know, I think Morgan's played a few games. Then you got Revel, Revel who could play six, tip seven. You, I think you can mix them up. I reckon Josh McLeod will feature a date at some point as well. I do think Wales are going to go for a dual open side. Back row. It's somewhere yeah, in the yeah, I, think so. I think they're going to see it and yeah, for number best. eight. I, I can see like either Josh McLeod or or Tibbet or you know maybe Jack again, Morgan. And, uh, none of us are talking about Dan Lidd yet. You know, he, 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 he's done nothing wrong. He's a great eight. tour of South Africa. Yeah, well, well. Is he an eight though? I don't think he's an eight though. He's not that type of. No, he haven't got no, credentials no. for eight really. If he, I, I, you know, he's not going to get you over the game like you see. I don't think. Season out when I was six, and he, but 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 well, he's, he's a lump as well. I mean, uh, and we need to look mm. at our options, don't we? And what about um, Chris Chenza? Exactly. But is he going to play lock? Is he going to uh, play lock or back row though? That's the thing. Is yeah, well, that's, yeah, seven that's, that's for Exeter. Question. You've been playing seven for um, Exeter. Uh, yeah. Exeter. Yeah. Oh. Thank See, you. We're, <laughs> we're mentioning all these guys. We have options. You know, we've got a lot of yeah, options true. here, I think. Yeah, but they're not Falatau, um, are they? If we lose Falatau, that's huge, you know? They might well, make, make it to do a job, but they're not to look by Falatau. And against the All Blacks, you need players like to look by Falatau and Josh Adams, don't you, and George North. You need those Falatau's guys. Love, he's skillful, he's fast, and he's a decision-maker, isn't he? He's a package. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Which is why I There's think so many... he might opt for Tipperick. Left field, Tipperick yeah. number eight. He, he said today he can cover the whole back row. If I did say that, so maybe we will see Tipper Vinade. Has he played it before for the Ospreys? I don't recall it ever seeing Tipper Vinade. I don't know. I don't think. I don't think he has. I don't think he has. But um, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I'm really looking forward to the team selection. Mm. 
There may be some forced selection, so that's my only concern. Do you know what I mean? There might be some forced ones yeah. where, mm. you know, it's, uh, it'd, be, it'd be interesting for sure. That's the problem with, with picking a, a captain at the minute, isn't it? Because nobody's really assured of their, their place in the side. You know, nobody's... No. I, I was shocked. Bang on. I was shocked when Tips was picked as captain. As captain. I thought he was quite left field. Yeah, yeah but Monster. I mean, yes, you know, leadership-wise, seconds and none. You know, um, but it, it's just a good show. You just don't know what's going on in Pivik's mind and who he's going to pick on the day. Because he's still, you know, he's, he's going to mix it up. He's still looking at the Six Nations. It's going to be, boom, this is our team. This is who we're going to the World Cup with. You know, so we'll wait and see. He's already said that, isn't that? In an interview, he said, is this the squad you'll take to the World Cup? And he just, without hesitation, oh. said no. So I think this is another little bit of looking at uh, players, isn't it? Yeah. Looking at second yeah. or third choice players, Sunday they? They're looking at two else. I think Pivak knows his strongest 15. But in the autumn now, he's just looking at other players to see, you know, what they can do and build the depth, which, you know, I don't mind personally. You know, I think that's the right way to go. Mm. I, I think when you we start to get into Six Nations, then we'll start to see like yeah. more of the genuine squad then. Yeah. And then like, we've got three warm-up games, two against England, one against France, I think it is. Was it Ireland? Oh, yeah, I think, so we've got three warm-up games and I think that's when it'll start to kind of... We'll see then exactly. I think Moriarty will definitely be back by then and um, it'll look a bit set. But then you, you look at the way we're picking up injuries at the minute, you know, across the board. You know, yeah. Carwin could be in line for a bloody wing spot. Right <laughs> there, you know I mean? Well, I tell you what, I've had a letter... <laughs> <laughs> Polish your boots and keep them warm. <laughs> yeah, you need to get a picture of that, all that water. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Anyway, are we moving on to our ginger team? Have are we done gonna... predictions? Should we do predictions first? Yeah, go on. <laughs> so nobody's overly keen on doing predictions this week. <laughs> I don't want to pick right. my own side now. Like <laughs> I want to pick my own side this week. <laughs> Osprey, okay, Osprey's to win because they're going to be bloody hurting from this week. And they're going to show, they? yeah, they're gonna show okay. their depth and they're going to come out firing. At home as well, yeah. Yeah, at home. Yeah, I'll I go just... with Osprey's on that as well. Yeah, I can't bring myself. Oh, Reese, to Reese, say Reese, it. can you not? Can you not race? Can you, can you go for someone else? <laughs> Maybe I should be the member of this team that just doesn't make predictions. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going for Connor on that one just because oh. I, 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 I couldn't bring myself to predict Osprey. Mind you, I had to last week, but you weren't here, so that was fine. But yeah, I couldn't. I think Connor will be too much. So. No, Osprey's to win for me. I think they need to win now because they've had a very disappointing start, haven't they? Just one win. Yeah. You know, when you consider but, they've had a lot of, you know, they've had their internationals, they've had fully loaded squads for a lot of those games. And just, you know, they should have beaten the Scarlets, you know, they should have beaten the Lions. It's games they should have won. They, you know, they should have won more than one at this stage. But um, no, I think they're going to do it. I, I fancy them at home against Connor. Osprey's. Happy days. Okay, so, Happy days. so just for bringing that up then, James, I'm going to predict Dragons are going to have a storming game against Zebra then. Dragons are definitely... Oh, <laughs> don't say that! No! Yeah, because Reese is going to do the same now as well and that'll really screw you over there. <laughs> I am going to predict not, Dragons. 
no, no word of a lie now. Always put, I very rarely predict a Dragons win. I go into every single Dragons game thinking that we're going to lose because 99.9% of the time we do, in fairness, right? But we've got to beat Zebra at home. Now, they are improved Zebra. We've got to give them credit. I've seen them a few times, right? They very nearly beat Leinster. They could have beaten the Sharks. They're scoring a lot of points, but they are conceding a lot. So way, I, I've seen also, no, no way, but I've also seen Zebra beat Dragons at Rodney Parade. I was at that game in 2019. So they can win at Rodney Parade. Mm. Are they going to have their Italian internationals? I don't know. They may have the Italian internationals with them. You know, I don't know. And we've got call-ups and a couple of injuries. But I think this is a game that we really have to win. You, you, you've got to beat Zebra at home. I mean, that's one game. And no disrespect to Zebra, but if you can't beat them at home, then what's the point? You know, so yeah, I'm going to predict the Dragons win. But... I'm not confident. I wouldn't be surprised to see but turn up and win. That's the truth. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for a, a, a comfortable Dragons win. Oh, you're screwed, that's James. That's, that's Across the board. Across the, the board. board. <laughs> like you just want to upset me now. The lot so you've of got it, too many. You, you haven't got, you know, you've still got your leaders uh, uh, throughout the well, we team. We'll still have Moriarty. We'll still have Wainwright. Um, and a good yeah, back. Bradley Roberts. Yeah, I know, but it's just Luke Dyer. You know, I, I'm always a little bit. I never predict us to win games. I'm just not confident enough. I'm really not. You know, I can't. I haven't got that confidence. But I'd, I'd like I to say we three for Welsh wins this this weekend. But I don't the Scarlets got to hope in hell of beating Leinster. Well, I don't know. I'm. I, I, I don't know. You've been on that. You've been on the happy juice again. Because I tell you what, this what are you IPA drinking? Is, that's well important. It is the stuff from the carpet to the pub, isn't it? <laughs> no, I just I think they're having such a a hard time. At some point, we're going to pull a, a, a an unexpected uh, kind of performance out of the bag, and everything's just going to click. And you know, with his blind faith, it is it is a bit of blind hope that you just hope that it's going to be. You know, Leinster, because Le- Leinster have been vulnerable in a lot of their games. With the the Munster game aside, up until then they've they've looked vulnerable. They've conceded points. They haven't scored massive uh, massive amount of points. So, you know, it's not going perfectly for for Leinster this year. And I think if we break the game up and if we can kind of just keep taking the tap penalties and putting the ball in the right area, I think they're vulnerable. And you know. I might take a a, a, a week's supply of, of that in Wolf with me. <laughs> just kind of, mm-hmm. this will be all right, boys, you know. But, yeah, I, realistically, it, it's it's a really, really tough game. But at some point, we're going to turn it on. And I'm just hoping it's against Leinster. So I'm, I'm going to go with a, a Scarlet's win. And I don't care. I don't care if you boys just go. Keep the face. Yeah. He's at a night of dancing. He's feeling good. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well done, darling. <laughs> so I'm, I'm uh, going to assume right. that you three are all going to go as a Lens to win. I have Leinster, to. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry, I have to. I have to go with Leinster. Never bet against Leinster, even when they depleted of the Irish international. So, and Scarlets are not really. <laughs> in great form at the moment, are they? So they're not showing me anything to think that they can turn you around at this stage, you know, if I'm being honest. So sorry, mate. It's going to be it, but not enough to. No, you know, the first try against Connacht was top draw, wasn't it? Like, you know, uh, McNichol going through with that dummy and stuff like that. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not enough, is it? 
Okay. It'd be massive, mate. If they went, it'd be huge. If they pulled that off, that that could kickstart this season. You know, right, if, 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 so. if if we pull that off <laughs> on on Friday, next week's pod, <laughs> Reese is going to have nothing <laughs> on. I, I'm going to have the flag. I've been subdued. I've been very well being. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Cardiff and Edinburgh. Then, what's what's the thoughts on Cardiff Edinburgh? Do you want me to start? Go for it. Go for it. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for Cardiff this week, and I don't want to give him the kiss of death. I honestly don't. <laughs> I get it, but, but like uh, for these reasons, for these reasons, uh, Edinburgh are playing well, but we're we're three on the bounce. Uh, we've we've had two uh, games where we've just really pulled together. It's not just like you know getting the wins and stuff like that, but the way we've got the wins, it's been like a massive um, defensive effort. Uh, we've had some bad refereeing and overcome it. Um, we've had some young boys, you know, we've, we've had to lose like massive names and still come through um, with some inexperience in, in really important positions. Um, our leaders are, you know, it's not just Turnbull sort of thing. You, you mentioned Thomas Young is fast becoming... You know, a massive cog in you know in our wheels. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I just, if we carry on like we're going and we play the way we did against the Stormers, I can't see any other result at the moment. But uh, you know, I like Jamie. I, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I've, <laughs> I've said these things before about Cardiff. <laughs> it's the hope that kills you. It's always the hope that kills you. But you know about yeah. Cardiff, right? How ironic is this, right? I said this on Twitter the other day. This whole Edgate nonsense, I think it could be the best thing that's happened to Cardiff. I know. Because since it's galvanised them. Because since, since then, they've unbeaten. Just scrambled yeah. defence is very good. It was Massive. another cracking win. Yes, mm. puns are intentional, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think... <laughs> Saved that a whole week. <laughs> it didn't get the reception I wanted, I've got to be honest. Yeah. I'm disappointed by that. I had that written down as well. <laughs> uh, but, um, no, I go for Cardiff win. Confidence is high. You've had some good wins. You're at home. I always said Cardiff are very, very good at home. Edinburgh, a good team. But, um, yeah, I'm going to go Cardiff. Mm. Therefore, yeah. Yeah, I'll second yeah. that. I think, uh, you know, Cardiff are on a roll. And like I said, you know, winning breeds confidence and they're full of it. And good luck to my people will be Edinburgh. In my home city of Cardiff. Your home city. Oh, he wants to come on the bandwagon now. He's <laughs> <laughs> up in my space and they'll win it. So he wants to jump on the Cardiff bandwagon. You live in my home village as well. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get much, it doesn't oh, right. take much to get an Osprey to turn the other way, does it? Yeah, chuck a bit of, <laughs> chuck a bit of Didn't silverware. Did I see one about making it to two rugby teams in Wales earlier? Did I see a, a tweet about that somewhere, Lee? Anyway. You have to go back to the man who emailed you. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of laughter in this part, but there's also that underlying, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, just to... Just to history so off I'm, I'm going to go for Edinburgh for, for no other I'm not going to justify it at all in any, any other way other than I'm just going to go for Edinburgh just to piss Reese off so just going to play nah. man play. <laughs> nice work. Uh, right so to, to, we'll, we'll put some context first right behind the um the the the, the ginger 15 because this morning it came out that uh, Bradley Roberts got called up to the Welsh squad and I asked a perfectly innocent question of how many gingers make a, 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 a decent team. And that was, what, like about nine o'clock this morning, half nine this morning. So the rest of the day has been filled on social media and on WhatsApp between ourselves 
of finding 15 ginger players to to make a, a, a full squad. And I think we've got it, boys. I think just before we came on here, we actually completed the side. So we'll just run through it and then we'll, we'll post it later and and just tell us what you what you think of this. So we've got uh, Reese Carrier, uh, um, tight or loose? What you, oh, what's number one? Number one, tight or loose? Loose, loose, loose. Number one is loose. One is loose. I never used to get involved in that side of it. You host a rugby pod. I know, yes. but I, ne- I never <laughs> got know. involved in the front row. That's what the Scarlets don't was. really yeah. support us. Jesus. No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, do we do we class Reese Carey as a ginger though? He's he's very he's light. Very ginger. ginger. Yeah, ginger. Yeah. Is he ginger? You can ginger. look it on the telly. He looks very light ginger, but we'll, we'll go with ginger. Oh, no. He a ginger, is he? Oh, he's mm. a proper Auburn. He's definitely yeah, a ginger. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I don't think we can get away with, you know, not putting Bradley Roberts in there because he's like proper orange ginger and the ginger yeah. moustache as well. I think the, the ginger moustache. It's all about the mullet. Well, yeah, yeah that kind of... The mullet's come back so much, isn't it? Like, it's yeah, really... great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And the Tash as well, the mullet and Tash is perfect combination. Love him. Yeah. Great player. I think it's, Great player. It's, it's the Tash that sets it off for me. It's it kind of, it, it's got the combination of the two, like, you know? It's, yeah. It's, it makes the man. Um, Kits off. Kits off. The Australian yeah. guy uh, uh, on the other one. <laughs> he's, he's a three. How do you say his name? Is it Kits yeah. That's, that's kids, kids off, kids off. Yeah, yeah. Kids off. I keep calling him. Steve's on the tight, is he? Yeah, he is for the for the purposes of this. I say she's not a tight there. Do you know? I don't know. Well, <laughs> it'll be interesting because next week we'll do the baldies, so we'll we'll have to compare. Oh, cool. We'll have to compare the gingers against the baldies, and and then have an imaginary game and see who comes out on top. So, I'd have um, the listeners to send in a, a proper tight head ginger. Yeah. Because there's got to be one somewhere. Um, so then second got, rows. Second rows, we've got a very young Paul O'Connell. Now, this mm. this went to the TMO when I requested further photographic evidence. Oh, he's definitely ginger, yeah. He was he's bright ginger. I only remember him being bald, so he could probably mm. play on both sides. He could play uh, um, on on the baldies next week as well. Uh, then we've got Tito at, uh, uh, in second row with Paul O'Connell. Imagine that as an actual second row. Tito and O'Connell. That would be uh, that'd be funny. Tito, Tito was class. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, but we destroyed player. Gloucester in the, the the English Cup. Oh my god, that was great. not only was he ginger, he was a Cayley ginger. Hmm. Yeah, and, and a Maori. He he kept in the Maoris. Is <laughs> he the Maori? Excellent form signing. We were sure that was Tito. Yeah. Play, and, rational. And Rush. Yeah, and that's Xavier yeah. Rush. Xavier yeah. Rush. Yeah. So then at six, we, we got at six. We got Jamie Ringer. Now, do yes. we say that he definitely made a Welsh side? Yes. I knew he was like age grade. Yeah. He had two caps, two caps for Wales. Mm. Did he? He probably yeah. he was have had more. brilliant for Wales. He was excellent for us yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Good for Good for the Dragons as well. He was a good player. Yeah. You know, good club player. He was a bit of a nutter as well, wasn't he? He was a bit of a a bit of a psycho around the pitch. Like he got sent off more times than his old man did. So. He was, uh, he was a top one. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Martin Williams at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, oh, who, who did we put at eight? Dan Baker. Dan Baker. Dan Baker. Dan Baker. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Had cool. to be Dan Baker. Yeah. Are you someone that should have gone on and done better as well? But isn't he playing yeah. for like Ebba Vale or something now? Abba Avon, I think, isn't it? Is I think it? he's playing for Abba Avon, yeah. The Dragons released him and he's, yeah, Dragons released yeah. him and he's, I think real... he's playing for Abba Avon now. Yeah, it's a real shame that is because I don't like, shame. yeah. Ashley uh, Beck, another prospect for Wales, is playing for uh, Mason now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Mm. But yeah. I think you, you might find that if uh, if the Scarlet's uh, centres, Continue to disappear at the rate that they are. He might get taken. <laughs> they might level. get a recut. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so scrum half, we've got Finley Christie from New Zealand. He's that ginger yes. one, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got a he's shot. Got red, ah, yeah. that's why he's ginger, then, isn't it? He that's took taken over there when he was about like I, I don't know, three or something. But uh, yeah, he's Scottish by birth. Cool. He looks a bit pasty as well, doesn't he? So yeah, <laughs> doesn't know. like being out <laughs> in the sun. Um, oh, my battery's going, boys. My battery's oh, going. Dear. Hurry up. Fly through the backs now. Come on. Fly through the backs. All right. Jenkins at 10. So we had to put Jenkins at 10 to make room for somebody else at full back. Uh, oh, crap. Who do we have at 11? Um, I said Peter Nelson. Da- Dad Howells. Is he Ginger Devils? I don't think so. Yeah. Is he? No. Yeah. No, I would have gone for Peter Nelson to years. Probably yeah, there. Peter Nelson was the one that we said because right. okay. he's a Canadian, wasn't he? And yeah. then there's the Italian guy at uh, inside centre. So that came off someone on on Twitter, Gonzalo Gonzalez. Nice one. So uh, they've sent me a Not photo because if I hadn't heard of them, I said, "Oh, you need to send me a photo." <laughs> so they were just sending me random photos of ginger people, <laughs> which is <laughs> quite bizarre. <laughs> So then we had, we had to put Patchell in at 13 because that's the only kind of like positional change. We had to have Patchell in the team because he is the ginger ninja. So, but, you know, we've got Thorburn at 15. And when I said to my boy, I said, we've got Paul Thorburn. And he's like, who? Paul, Paul Thorburn oh. longest kick against Scotland. I, I had my and picture taken with him yeah, in my yeah. school. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've lost the picture now. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I had to do the whole, like, education stuff about this is how shit it was in the 80s. So we were genuinely taking penalties in our own half in order to win games. And it was just as well we had Thorben there. So, uh, yeah, so he's so Patchell 13. And then 14 was, um, uh, what's his name? Matt Cardi. Matt Cardi. Matt Cardi at 14. And yeah. then, so obviously then, Thorburn at 15 and then we were lucky enough to find Ben Ryan to coach as well so we, we've got a, a ginger coach so I stand corrected boys there, there are there are plenty enough gingers around to make a team you know so it was a, yeah. it was more than a bit of fun today going through those and uh, uh, I've got my little TMO memes ready to go for next week as well so, so so we're, bold. we're doing a bold 15 next week. Well, it came up with Paul O'Connell, you know, if we were going to put, because originally we were going to have Jake Ball in there because Jake Ball's got a big ginger beard. But when you look at Jake Ball, he's actually got like dark hair and not a ginger beard uh, and, a, and a ginger beard. It's really weird. It's like he's a cut and shut. So that's when we kind of went, right, well, okay, well, maybe Paul O'Connell, but he's more of a baldy than a ginger. So 
yeah, so so next week we'll we'll do Baldies. So just just to prove our 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 stuff as a real serious podcast. <laughs> that's, that's where we are next week. You won't get us on Scrum Five, will you? You won't get yeah, us you on. Get us. This is journalism <laughs> at its best, boys. Journalism at its best. This is proper rugby analysis. Yeah. <laughs> I got to find a ginger physio somewhere as well. <laughs> right. Gents, it's been an absolute pleasure again this week and uh, 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 a joy to go through the, the, the Ginger 15. So um, I wish you boys the all games. the best. Yeah, that, the rugby stuff is incidental. You know, yeah. it's, it's there or it's not. East so, is best. Let's, let's put it East down now. is best, 100%. <laughs> but this weekend, at least, anyway. I'm going to stop watching you. rugby now. <laughs> We'll let you have your moment. We'll let you have your moment. Oh, oh we'll lose to Zebra this weekend. We'll balls it up. We'll find a way with the dragon. So, uh, yeah, I'm not confident. If you lose to Zebra, the, that single tweet has got to be, we shit the bed. That's that's just what it's got to go out with. Just for you, Lee. That's <laughs> just, exactly what it's going to be. Dragon <laughs> shit the bed. Yet again. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> gents, it's been a All pleasure as always. I shall speak to you again next week. Enjoy your rugby Thanks games. You All the best. Take care, all. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to this week's show. We'd love to have you involved in next week, so you can email your comments to Welsh Regional Rugby Pod at gmail.com or you can message us on Twitter on our handle WRRA Podcast. And if you like the show, please subscribe and tell your mates. Until next week, dear friends, enjoy your game. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.